You're listening to the Brandon Bishop Podcast. Here he is, the owner of Asai TV, lead singer of the One-Eyed Buffalo, former pro wrestler, former army soldier, published author, cat lover, host of Go There, Eat That, Super Proud Dad, and all that, Brandon Bishop. Thank you so much, Vinny. Vinny did that overlay for me, and I appreciate it. Uh, I, I love those words that come out of your mouth, which you recorded once, probably two years ago, and I've used ever since. But I pretend like you're saying that to me every week. So thank you, Vinny. Vinny Vineyard from Big and Funky Productions, Wrestling with Ghost, the movie on Amazon called The Hike, the new movie called WJHCAM. Available on Amazon, available on Walmart.com and all of those, whatever. Just look it up. You'll find it. Great movies. Good stuff, man. I'm going to see him uh, actually in about a week, I think. And this is Brandon, by the way. Of course, you know this already. I'm heading out like in just a couple of hours. um, Well, tomorrow morning, which is a handful of hours away. And uh, my cat will be meowing in the background because she knows that I'm leaving. She knows because she sees me packing bags and hearing the zippers and all that stuff. And I have a metric F ton of stuff to do today. I still got to do laundry. I still got to pack the van. I still got to pack up all the cameras. I still got to pack up food for the road. And I got to do some shopping things. I got a big list of crap to do. Uh, It started off this morning just a couple hours ago, dropping off the kid at school. And I got quiet for a second. My cat's going to be meowing in the background. If you don't like it, if you hate cats, you have a a rational fear of cats, then, yeah, just turn it off now. It's fine. Enough of your friends are listening, right? Tell your friends that don't fear cats to listen to the Brandon Bishop podcast. And Anyways, back to the point. I dropped the kid off this morning. I'm not going to see him. This This is going to be the longest I've never seen him. I usually have them halftime. I have them every single week. I don't do that bullshit. I wouldn't put up with that bullshit. Well, I'll just take them for two weeks in the summer, and then I'll see them every other. No, I'm not that kind of guy. My hands-on dad, if I could be, I'd, I would be a full-time dad. absolutely. freaking lutely and I, I hate the fact that I'm not, even though I'm grateful that he has a wonderful mom and a huge family on that side. I'm selfish. I am. I admit it. Uh, a lot. Not a lot of people can. Uh, that's one thing I will admit about myself. I am a very selfish person uh, when it comes to him. I wish that we were uh, as close as we were growing up. It's this teenage bullshit, man. And I don't remember. I remember confining myself to the room and having a grand old time in there. And, you know, I was banging everything in the house. And, <laughs> you know, when he's 14 going on 15. So I know what's going on in that room. I'm not dumb. But. I mean, because I did it like I did it earlier. I, I lost my virginity at 13. OK, and I don't think that's happening with him. I think he's uh, a different kind of cat than I am. And for a lot of reasons, that's really, really a good thing. But damn it, I, I remember being. Here's the thing. I don't want my kid to be overly emotional like I am. I don't want him to have that constant need for attention and affection like I do, which I did, I, I should say, back in the day. I was uh, an attention whore, basically, or just a whore in general. Um, 
who is banging stuff. Oh my God, these roofers, they've been going at it for weeks. And it's like every time I hit record on anything, clang, bang, it's like freaking nuts. Anyways, I love my son very, very, very much. Uh, more than I could possibly love anything else. But damn, he tests that love sometimes. You know, like this, I'm not going to see you for over two weeks. That is the longest in your 15 year life that I have not been in it consecutively, you know, that's it. And I'm over here fighting back tears and I'm sitting here going, you know, I, like the night before I'm like, can we just play a game of freaking phase 10 or Racco or something? Can we just spend a minute together? Like, please, <laughs> I'm not going to see you for two weeks. Why did I even pick you up? Why? I, I just get to look at your closed door and then see you forage for food every 15 minutes or two hours or whatever it is. I'm, and here I'm not, and I know this is this is my therapy. This is why I do the Brandon Bishop podcast is because I don't want to pay for a shrink. I don't want to tell some stranger my problem, so I'll just tell you and just get it off of my chest. And there it is, so I don't have to carry it around with me all the time. Even though I do, it's just I want to spend more time with him. I want to be as close as we were growing up. You you couldn't peel us apart. I remember pulling up to his mom's house to pick him up and seeing him jumping up and down in the window, so excited that I'm here. And I wasn't cool back then. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't that cool back then. I was a, you know, independent pro wrestler and a singer in a band. I, mean, I There's cool aspects to that, whatever. But I'm not saying I'm cool now. I'm just saying I do cool stuff. And I want him to be a part of it, but he doesn't want to travel. Okay, every time I pick him up, what do you want to do today? I don't know. It's like, if I can get a full sentence out of him, I am like so happy. He has no idea. Like, sometimes I'll trick him into it, and I'll be like, so, uh, you know, I'll ask him, like, a direct question that I know I'll get a response from. I can't, I can't give you an example right now, but it'll probably be something about video games or something he knows about. And I go out of my way to just, <laughs> hey, like, blah, 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 blah. And then finally I'll get a full sentence out of him, and I'll be like, oh, that was great. It's like a the, like a cold drink of water or a a uh, breath of fresh air. It's like, please just talk to me. You know, I'm here. I'm only going to be around for, if I'm lucky, another 35 to 40 years. If I'm lucky, that's very lucky. 40 years. Like could be way less. It could be, I'm going on a five, almost a 6,000 mile trip around the country later today, or actually in the morning. I'm sorry. 6,000 miles. Any inch of that could be my last inch I move on earth. And that's the way I look at things. I'm, not, I'm a realist. I understand what I'm doing is very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. I don't know what the weather's going to be like. I don't know what neighborhoods I'm going to be in. I'm a target. You know what I mean? I have a big cargo box on top of my van. I'm sleeping in the van. I'm not in a nice, safe hotel for most of this. I have places to stay. I'll be staying with the Bennetts. I'll be staying at a hotel in Rhode Island. I'll be um, probably staying in the parking lot of a friend's in Gatlinburg and the same in South Carolina if we make that stop. I have friends all over Florida I'll be staying with. And then, you know, the ride home. I got a friend in Dallas I'll be staying with. I'm literally making a loop around the country. And damn it, I I know what could happen. I'm not stupid. That's why I'm very, very well armed <laughs> all the time. And I'm, no, I'm not no gun toting, you know, 9 11, uh, not 9 11. 
this January 6th Capitol building storming douchebag. I'm not that guy at all, but I protect myself. And my cat's losing her mind behind me. Listen to that. You hear that? Why? Why, when I hit record, do the roofers have to start making noises and my cat loses her freaking mind? Why? Anyways, I just want to be closer to my kid. And I, and I know it's a teenage thing, and I'm hoping he comes around like I did. My mom and I are as close as we can possibly be living in different parts of the country. She's in Detroit. I'm here in Colorado. Um, we're as close as we can be. We talk several times every day, and I cherish that. <laughs> my voice is starting to crack a little bit because it's... You know, here I am. I'm going to be the crying guy in my own podcast. <laughs> Not going to happen, uh, but I could, honestly. I cherish the conversations I have with my mom every day. Unless it's something that's making me a lot of money, I answer that damn phone when I see your name pop up on it. That's just it. And I feel the same way about my son, but I don't get it back. I get nothing back. Literally, I get to be in his presence. It's like, okay, you know, fuck this teenage shit. I hate it. I can't, I, I hate it. I can't wait till he, you know, <laughs> I, I, I can wait because like now I'm missing five years ago. Five years ago, I was missing five years before that. And in five years, I'll probably miss these teenage years when I can pick him up and have him here and he's instead out doing whatever he's doing as a 20 year old man but that's the time he's going to realize hey <laughs> my dad loved the shit out of me I didn't you know I, and here's the thing I don't want to this is not a woe is me thing it's really not I had a stepdad for a while he was a good provider that's it. My real dad, according to the, the folklore, which I don't know if it's true or not, passed away years, like like the year I was born, he passed away because he was a piece of shit and he was in jail and, you know, knocked up my mom at 16. You know, fuck that guy. Whatever. I've never had that dad connection. You know? I had a stepdad after him that was a drunken piece of shit. Thankfully, my mom threw him to the wolves. And then, you know, my stepdad after that, like I said, was a great provider. I have nothing but respect for that guy. But we were never close. We tried to be. But I was an asshole. I mean, it's me. I'm not saying it was his fault. Did he make attempts? Absolutely, he did. And I'm actually bummed he's not in my life anymore. I really am. I would love to have just another set of ears, you know, just another person. And I'm really bummed about that. I really am. And I, I, I wish I could tell him. I tried for years to call him up and just have some kind of relationship with this guy, my stepdad and at the time. And I just, it never happened. He never answered. I think I heard him. I think I heard him because when they broke up, I took my mom's side entirely as a lot of us would. And I, there was a, it was an irresponsible, almost disrespectful decision. That guy took us. And here's the thing. Yeah. Whatever happened between him and my mom, it was never abusive. It's not, it was nothing like that. It was just 
creepy shit, you know? <laughs> we all make mistakes. We all do dumb shit. We've all done creepy shit. So that he didn't do nothing to me. You know what he did for me? He took me out of the ghetto of Detroit, literally as downtown Detroit as you can possibly be. I could tell you stories. My mom could tell you a hell of a lot more stories. Not good ones. And this guy took me and my mom out of that situation, put us in the suburbs, southeastern Michigan, Wayne County, spoiled the hell out of me, worked his ass off. I never saw the guy. But we never connected. Not, you know, when I hit the teenage years, which he unfortunately had to deal with. And my mom, unfortunately, had to, I didn't like my mom either. <laughs> my mom didn't like me. There was nothing about me that was worthy of liking. I was a self-centered piece of shit little asshole. And my kid is so well-behaved. And I'm, he's not that kid. He's not me. He looks like me. He looks exactly like me. But he's not what I was. And there's only two people to, um, I mean, there's more. There's, you know, his mom, his mom's husband. I got to get a new cord for this microphone. It's starting to drive me crazy with this little background noise. Anyway, uh, his mom and, and her husband, wonderful people. They have a nice big house. They have newer cars. And she's, you know, her military service. <laughs> Gave her a good job when she got out. Mine did not. Um, they're wonderful people. His sister's there, who I miss. I have no complaints about that other side of the family. Uh, they're, they're wonderful people. So they have everything to do with my son being a good kid. He gets a different set of values and a different set of skills and talents and character from them. And then I give him what I give him. And I think it's a good combination. I think it's better that me and his mom split up. I mean, we were we were just a thing that ended up making a thing, you know? It happens. It's it's life. It's day-to-day life. It's just, these things happen. People break up, whatever. But I couldn't ask for a better mom and, dare I say, partner in being his parent. Um, so he's a good kid. He's a really he's a really good kid. He does okay in school, whatever whatever that is. I was terrible in school. He's somewhat nice and respectful. He never causes any bullshit, and I'm sure that's going to change. But I just wish he would open up. And I don't want him to be overly emotional. You know, if if it's his We all want our kids to be like us, whether we say we do or not. We do. In, in a lot of ways, he is a, a lot like me. I, I see it every day. Sometimes I worry. But he's a great kid. He really is a wonderful kid. I don't want you to think he's not. He's, and I don't know what your, what your opinion of him. I don't care what your opinion of my kid is. It doesn't make any sense to me or him. Or it doesn't make any difference to me. Whatever. I'm just uh, I'm babbling at the moment because I'm... It's really weird. Whenever I, before I head out on trips, I get 
this weird emotional thing. It's every emotion all at once. I'm excited for the trip. I cannot wait for the trip. I love van life. I keep pushing these trips to go longer and longer and getting more done, more done. These East Coast trips always take longer because the East Coast is way over there. When I do West Coast trips, it's just kind of like over there. It's still long, but it's not as long. And I just get emotional uh, in so many different ways. I mean, like I said, it's all good. And there's really no bad emotions. I mean, missing your son, missing your cat, <laughs> worrying about them when you're gone, worrying about your apartment when you're gone. You know, I got people coming and going, taking care of the cat. But, you know, someone could set a fire downstairs and then I lose everything. You know, it's, it's shit like that. It's, you can't live your life thinking like this, though. But you always do because we're human. And I, I get sad. Like today I am thoroughly depressed right now. And that's a word that gets thrown around a lot. I am not clinically depressed by any means. I have no suicidal thoughts. I'm not, oh, well, it's me. I'm not going to put a Facebook post about it. But like I said, this is therapy. Uh, this microphone is my shrink. And I'm going to talk about it. It goes away fast, though. Because once the adventure starts, then I'm in adventure mode. I'm excited. I'm happy. Like I said, I love the van life. I love it. Even on those lonely nights when I'm alone in the van in a Cracker Barrel parking lot, you know, warming up some uh, leftover whatever in my little travel stove, watching Family Guy on my phone, I'm happy and I'm excited. And, I'm, and that's, there's no other place I'd rather be. The only alterations to that is I wish I had my son, my daughter, even my mom, even my cat. I wish I had everybody with me, you know? I just, that's why I do a side TV because it has unlimited potential. There is no glass ceiling for running a business like I do. We could have 10 billion subscribers at one point. It could happen. Look at Netflix. Netflix was, it's the same model that we do. I mean, we do all of our own material, but they're getting there. Netflix was once at the doorstep of Blockbuster begging them to buy Netflix. And Blockbuster said, yeah, we're Blockbuster. That's stupid. And then, yeah, look at them now. Blockbuster's basically out of business and uh, Netflix rules the world. So I don't care how much percentage they've lost or stocks they have fallen. It doesn't matter. Everyone still has Netflix. Stranger Things is coming back out. Everyone will get Netflix. You know what I'm saying? That's just how it is. Cobra Kai is coming back out pretty soon. Everyone's going to get Netflix again. <sighs> but I'm saying with the side TV, there's no, there's no ceiling. We can grow as far as we want to. And that's why I do it. Because I can make more money and have more fun and have a more fruitful life doing what I'm doing. Going on trips like the one I leave for in the morning very early. I'd rather do that than answer phones for a cable company or dig a hole or something. I, I'm not I'm not cutting lettuce and dropping fries, okay? I'm not that guy. I can't do those kind of jobs anymore. And by doing SITV and massively succeeding, as well as the Super Ultra Megacon, which is in December 10th and 11th here in Colorado Springs, that's our event. These books that I'm releasing, everything that I do, even this silly podcast, the YouTube show, uh, the SITV Life on YouTube, all of it. Is so eventually I can have everyone together, bring my mom and her husband here or 
maybe me go there and I'll have a house for the kid and just, you know, I just want everybody in one damn place. Is that too much to ask for? I, I envy, and I just said this on the Asai TV Live thing I was filming earlier, I envy those people. I, 13% of me envies these people that still live in their hometown where they grew up, married their high school sweetheart. All their kids go to the same school that they went to. They got a job from the same factory that their dad worked at and their grandparents worked at. Or they got a family business and they live in the same house that they've lived in for 40 years. And there's that small part of my heart that's just going, yeah, that would be cool. But it's way too late for that for me. <laughs> like I'm still single and I'm almost 50. And that's cool. I, that's my choice. I've had opportunities, okay? I've had really wonder. I have opportunities right now. Will, will they pan out? I don't know. Is someone going to put up with my bullshit in, in this lifestyle? I don't think so. Anyway, I just wish my kid was closer. Not in geographical terms. I just miss him. Here's the thing. I don't want a 15-year-old boy crawling into my bed and snuggling his dad. That's just weird at this point. It's like I think we're past that, and I'm cool with that. It's not what I'm talking about. What I am talking about is the little things, just the little freaking things. How was your day at school? Oh, well, today I did this, 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 that, and this. You know what I get now? Good. I get one-word answers, dude. It's For me, that's disrespectful. And I'm sure I was as well. But I remember at least making an attempt to have a conversation. I don't think I was that disrespectful. Like, And I, I take disrespect to heart. I really do. Whether it's some dipshit smoking out in front of my building. Whether it's some dipshit thumping his bass music at 3 a.m. That's disrespectful in a different level. This is personally disrespectful. And I hate it. I just... Like, okay, last night. What do you want for dinner? Tacos. Cool. I have chicken. Is chicken tacos okay? Yes. Awesome. And I had to wake him up, by the way, at like 5 p.m. after school to ask him this question. He's <laughs> And I understand you're a growing boy. Your hormones are kicking in. He's a late bloomer. Whatever. I get it. He's sprouting. I understand these things. But it's the day... <laughs> before I leave for half a month, I'm not going to see, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to see this kid again till the middle of May. And right now is the end of April. Okay. You know, it's, then I, I make, you know, some chicken, spice it up, bake it, chop it, warm up some shells for him, grade the cheese, Lay it all out there for him. And this is a little petty shit that it may seem petty to you, but for me, it's just like, ah. so I have to wake him up again. Hour later, you know, six, seven o'clock, whatever it is, waking him up for dinner. Say, come and eat. Five minutes later, dude, come and eat. I just cooked all this freaking. So, comes out, 
And I don't mean to make fun of my kid. I do love him more than anything, and I hope he knows that, and someday he will. But he comes out, you know, he's the walking dead, puts like about maybe three tablespoons of the diced chicken, a little bit of cheese on it, on a paper plate, and I laid out a plate for him, so he's got another plate for some reason. And just comes down and starts to go to his room. I'm like, dude, will you sit down out here and have at least have dinner with me that I cooked for you? You know, and here's the thing. I love cooking for people. I do. I don't even care if he's like, thanks for dinner, dad. That's fine. Whatever. It's my duty to keep you alive by putting food in your face. I get it. But I look at his plate and I'm like, dude, I just warmed up all these shells for you. I just did all this stuff for you. Go make a freaking taco like you said you wanted. I'm not, I don't eat shells because I'm on that stupid diet, whatever. Go, don't waste shit, okay? Go. Go now. Make a freaking taco. This is a conversation I'm having with him. Now, here's the thing. I've never, but maybe five times in his entire life, truly raised my voice at him. I could probably say maybe three times that I can remember. Like to where the point where I was pissed. And most of that happened during the pandemic where I had to keep waking his ass up every freaking 15 minutes to do school online, which I don't know why they passed him because he did nothing for that year and a half. (laughs) Nothing. He has no um, personal uh, self-responsibility. None. Zero. And I can prove that. I mean, one time he had to go get vaccinated or they wouldn't let him go back to school type of thing. So I'm at his mom's house. He's supposed to be awake. He's there alone. Nope. <laughs> I waited for 15 minutes outside. And I've done this a lot. Like, And I tell him every single time I'm ready to pick him up. I'll be there in 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 3 minutes. I'm here. And sometimes I'll sit out there for 10 damn minutes. And that's a lot to do with um, the other people in that house as well. Like, Make sure he's up. That's what I do when you say I'm going to be there in 15 minutes. I make sure his shoes are on and he's ready to go out the door. That's what I do. That's what you need to do. Shit pisses me off. And yes, there is a personal responsibility aspect to this where he needs to be personally responsible. But when he lacks that personal responsibility, guess what? It falls on me and wastes my time. And nothing pisses Brandon off more than having his time wasted. Simple as that. Anyways, there's been times where it's like I show up to his house. Oh, he's at his grandma's house. I forgot to tell you. He was supposed to tell you. I'm like, fuck. Thanks. I just drove an hour for nothing. I appreciate that. It's a half hour to his mom's house and a half hour back. That shit pisses me off to no end because that will never happen. I've only been late to pick him up and it was because of car problems. Both times. I've only missed picking him up twice. In his entire life. Name another dad. To include full time dads. That have that kind of a record. You can't. There's been no drama. That's why I said I love his mom. I love his mom's husband. I'm very grateful for them. Uh, I'm grateful for not only my mom being his grandpa. Guma. The Guma. But his his mom's parents as well. They're amazing people. I have, I wish I was closer to them all. I really do. I wish we could all be friends and go out and discuss things and be a better team. But that's probably not going to happen now. He's 15. He'll be out of the house in three years. Like, what are we going to do? Some of these people need to realize that my cat is losing her freaking mind. 
That's it. it just uh, you're just gonna have to deal with it because I have to deal with it, and I can't just yell at her, and because I don't want to yell at nobody. I don't want to yell at her today before I leave her for two weeks because she's going to lose her mind, which is why she's losing her mind. Like I said, she heard the zippers being zipped and the she sees the bags sitting there being ready to be loaded up and packed. She knows and she hates it. And I don't blame her. I wish I could take her with me, but she'd drive me freaking crazy. She's not a road cat. She hates cars. She would hate the van. Yes. Do you want to say anything? Can you just come here and say something. Just, just go ahead. Take over the freaking podcast. Go ahead. It's a little annoying, though. Okay? I love you, but I will, I will brush you. I will snuggle you all night. I promise when I get everything done. But let me get this done. Cool? Yeah, go under the desk. Go under your bed. She's got a nice, big, pink, fluffy bed under there. That her friend Heather got her. Okay. Anyways, I don't even remember what I was talking about. I love my son more than anything you can... More than you can even put into words. It's... That goes unsaid, but unfortunately, his love for me also very much goes unsaid when you have to force someone to say goodbye to you or I love you or any of that stuff. It's just, that hurts. I hope he knows. I hope, I really hope he knows. He kicks my ass every single week, not physically, but emotionally beats the shit out of me. That's just how it is. Someday he's going to listen to this. I'll probably be dead, but (laughs) he'll listen to this and be like, um, Wow, I wish I would have used that time a little more wisely, showed a little bit more emotion, been a little bit more respectful. And he doesn't know. That's the thing. It's like, maybe I didn't know when I was a kid. Maybe you didn't know when you were a kid how shitty you were <laughs> as a kid. Oh, man, that's enough. That's, that's, that's enough. What are we going to talk about? Let's talk about uh, two things I don't give a shit about. And I don't mean to be negative today. I don't think I'm being violently negative, but I, I feel like I'm being a little negative. I'm just being emotional. Like I said, I'm leaving tomorrow. It's, I get to work with Maria Canellas and Mike Bennett again. They're two of my favorite people. I love working with them. We get new episodes of the Bennett's. I'm going to try to get two episodes out of that. We're going to get the, uh, uh, women's wrestling army is their promotion that they're starting. It's going to be in Rhode Island. We're going to film all the documentary stuff for that. Um, I get to see, Luke and Vinny, I believe, in Gatlinburg. I get to see Heath, I think. That little prick would get back with me. Uh, yeah, I called you a little prick. What are you going to do about it? Um, I get to see Aeon and Aeon Cruz. I get to see uh, my friend Laura. I get to see Eva Elise. I get to see my buddy Mike. I just It's going to be a great trip. I can't wait. I can't wait to get on the road. I want to leave now, but it's pointless. What am I going to do? Spend an extra day in Illinois? That's awful. I don't want to spend an extra day in Illinois. And plus, I got a bunch of shit to do. Um, but yeah, the two things I, I don't give a shit about are uh, Johnny Depp's trial and Will Smith. I, I just I haven't talked about those things on the podcast. I took a week off last week because I was on the road. It may have been two weeks at this point uh, that I've been on the road, and I'm not going to do another one for the next two weeks. So I had to get one out today. Um, thank you for the emails and stuff. Um, I'm fine. <laughs> I, I I was in New York City, and I still got to talk about that trip, too. Damn it. I, I'm i trying to keep this around 45 minutes, to less than an hour, by all means, because I really have to go and do some stuff. But 
Um, <clears throat> I, I don't care. Uh, Will Smith's an idiot. He's a piece of shit. Never resort to violence. Like, what, do you, what, what was that? If it wasn't staged, then Will Smith is the piece of shit, biggest piece of shit at that Oscars, and that's a room full of pieces of shit. I like Chris Rock. If uh, Will Smith would have done that to anybody else, myself included, Ricky Gervais, uh, The Rock, anybody else, uh, little Will Smith would have been choked the F out on live television. And that, I think, still needs to happen. So... That's all I'm going to say about that. I don't care about his wife. I don't care about his mental condition. I don't care about his acting career. I don't care about him being banned from the Academy Awards. I don't care about the Academy Awards. All of that shit is superficial bullshit. It's a room full of millionaires and billionaires, and none of us common folks should give half a shit about any of them. Fuck you, Will Smith. Fuck everybody in that room. Fuck you, Chris Rock, too. I don't know. He seems cool, but why not? Just stick him in there. Um... Johnny Depp, and I don't even know his Amber or somebody. I don't care. Why? I Accidentally, you know, when you watch a YouTube show and then another one automatically comes on, like the live coverage of this trial came on, and I watched it for 47 seconds, and I was like, why is this personal shit everywhere for, like, these the the worst people in the if you're watching this if you're glued to this you are the problem with society in general you are the worst if you're invested in this shit while there's a war in Ukraine and diabetes and with kids and autism and freaking heart disease is killing everybody and all these horrible freaking things that you should probably put your or even just your inner circle your family take care of your shit live your life Live that dream, even if it's something fun. I want to go there. Okay, go there. Concentrate on that. I want to start a business. Start that damn business. Do that. If you're invested and you're spending your minutes glued to YouTube or wherever this stupid... What is this even about? Are they just getting a divorce? Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? And if you say, I give a shit, turn this off and never listen to my podcast again. Just go away. Go in your little freaking cave and watch your freaking videos of Johnny Depp and Amber or somebody I heard, whatever. It's so fucking dumb. Now, if you're watching the 9-11 on the morning of 9-11 and the weeks after that, we all did. Absolutely. I have to sneeze. Hang on. There it is. I'm not editing that out. I don't edit things out. Whatever. Cats meowing, sneezing. It's all going down. Anyways, if it's like a major world event, like historic event, then yes, I understand being glued to it and wanting to learn the facts and and just or whatever the you know 24-7 media is going to give you as facts. I get that. But this is like a personal thing between two people that, that it's two millionaires. I like Johnny Depp movies. Amber, whatever her name is. Yeah, she's kind of hot, but who gives a shit? Who cares? Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. It's these same assholes that watch like world star hip hop videos. Fucking stop. First of all, if you filmed that, you're an asshole. If you shared that, you're an asshole. And if you watch that, you become an asshole. Okay? That's just how it is. You're ruining society. You're ruining your own communities. You're ruining yourself by partaking in this bullshit. 
you could watch you can get the same dopamine reaction in your brain by watching jackass or america's funniest videos or something that's all harmless fun cool i like seeing people getting kicked in the nuts i like watching cat videos i watch 15 cat videos a day sometimes in an hour if they keep playing but as soon as two dumbass ghetto fucks are fighting in a popeyes or two Karens are fighting over a freaking, and I never use that term, I'm sorry, Karens, but if two uh, dumb shits are fighting over toilet paper or, you know, the street fights and all, as soon as that shit pops up, I hit see less because, and that's an option you can do on Facebook, you just hit see less because that is dumb ghetto bullshit. And if you're watching that, you're a dumb ghetto bullshitter. Hate it. Okay, I'm still being negative, aren't I? So fuck Johnny Depp, fuck Amber, whatever her heard, her heard, her, her, and uh, fuck everybody who watches that too. <laughs> it's, it's, I told you, I'm in, I'm in a range of emotions. I've been from sad to angry to excited and happy to annoyed to just, I have, um, it's a smorgasbord of emotions. That's what I'm going to title this. Brandon's smorgasbord of emotions. It's going to be the title of this episode. So anyways, let's talk about happy stuff. I just got off the road and like a week ago, week and a half ago. And now I'm heading back on the road. Uh, the last trip took me up to, um, Detroit and all of it, by the way, every trip I take, everything that I do, even when I'm at home, is all on the Asai TV Life YouTube show. It's on YouTube. Go to the ASY TV YouTube channel. Subscribe and do all that stuff. Hit the notification bell so you'll know when I get new videos out, which is every Monday and Friday. I put out a whole new video. Sometimes it's like top 150 cartoons. Sometimes it's my top 10 favorite tacos or things you need for van life or places to park when you're in a van. Sometimes I do little filler things like that just to, you know, have content on there, but most of it is day-to-day life about running a side TV, about being a dad, about, you know, my cat, and <laughs> just everything I've talked about. It's all on there. I mean, no, it's not me taking a shit or, you know, jerking off or anything like that, but it's all on there. It's, that's my life is on this YouTube channel. And everything that we did on the last trip, I went up to Detroit, spent a day with my mom, on the way there, slept at a the Iowa 80, world's biggest truck stop. You know, little things like that. It's it's a lot of van life stuff. It's a lot of adventure stuff. It's a lot of travel stuff, a lot of food stuff, and a hell of a lot of personal stuff. And everything that goes behind the scenes of running a side TV. Uh, I think it's as interesting, if not more interesting, than any of the multitude of YouTube shows that I watch. It's just... You know, we haven't figured out that YouTube algorithm yet. So the network's doing good, but <laughs> our YouTube channel is just... Yeah, we got like 4,000 subscribers, which is minute in some aspects. But, you know, we're just getting started. I started it in November, and uh, I'm hoping by next no- by this November we'll be doing much better. But, yeah, there's big names on there. I mean, it's, it, it's a fun deal. I think you'll enjoy it, so check it out. But uh, all these episodes are coming up. We're like a month ahead with episodes, which is cool. It's the way I wanted it to be. But, uh Spent a few days with my mom, just gallivanting, having fun, going to thrift shops, liquidation sales, things like that. It's what we do. Love my mom, like I said, and uh, I those. I'm. It's cool to document those things because, you know, 
they're always going to be there now and until the power grid fails or until YouTube gets bought out by Amazon or something. Who knows what's going on? They, they might already own YouTube. I, no, Google owns that, but who owns Google? So anyways, um, it's just really cool. Anyways, went from Detroit, got to film three episodes of New York Ham after two and a half years of not being able to film with them. And that was great. Uh, Eddie Finocchiaro, we filmed at uh, the Beetle House, which is a Tim Burton-themed restaurant. We filmed at Lips, which is a drag queen show in New York City. We filmed at uh, Forbidden Toys, which is a historic toy store for over 40 years. And uh, the first thing that we filmed at was a place called Batsu, which is Japanese torture game show. Is this, if you ever go to New York City, you have to go to Batsu, B-A-T-S-U, exclamation point. Look it up online. Uh, it, it's one of the most fun things I think I've ever done. It's, it's like a show dinner theater type of thing, comedy, torture. It's freaking great. And I will, uh, I would put that on every New York City itinerary. Uh, that I ever come up with from now on, by all means. It was a real fun, real fun to shoot Eddie there, too, because Eddie's freaking hilarious. Uh, went from uh, New York City to Cincinnati. We got an episode of Stuffed, is what we're going to be calling it. It's a TV's newest show, Stuffed with Renee Paquette, formerly Renee Young of WWE. This girl's awesome, man. What a pro. A lot of the shows that I do... I have to kind of, and, and there's nothing wrong with this at all, but I do have to prompt um, a lot of what, you know, the hosts are saying because I have a vision in my head. I know what needs to be covered and I'll just, you know, I know what questions need to be asked. I know what the story is. I know all of this before I even start rolling film. It's just, you know, why I'm good at what I do. And yes, I will put myself over and saying I'm good at what I do because I am simple as that. Anyways. So, uh, Renee, you don't have to do that with Eddie either. I mean, honestly, I'll give him some bullet points, but uh, you just hit record and let him go. And they're, um, she's super professional, super awesome, one of the coolest people. And uh, we filmed at the Buzzed Bull Creamery first. That's where we met and uh, had a good time shooting there. The next day, we filmed at the just Cincinnati Chili Place. I already forgot the name of it because it was like a last minute thing. And we uh, filmed at Finley Park. Uh, was it Finley Park? Finley Market. That's it. Finley Market. And filmed like 10 places in Finley Market. And just spent the entire day together. Uh, got to know her pretty well. Uh, just a super cool person. I'm very honored to have her on board. Uh, such a pro. And she seems like she's game for more episodes. Uh a lot more episodes and I'm a hundred percent game. As soon as she says, let's go. I'm there. Simple as that. Uh, awesome. Having Renee Paquette on a side TV. And I, uh, hope she knows how much we appreciate it because we're a small network. She's been on Fox. She's been on WWE. She's been on, you know, all of these different, uh, major, major networks, the big one up in Canada. Um, the score or whatever it's called. Anyway, she's got a podcast on Sirius radio. She's, doing all this stuff and um she doesn't need us i mean we don't need anybody either but i mean we are thrilled to have her and we definitely want her um but yeah she spent you know a whole busy ass day of of uh, a day with us in her busy schedule and that's awesome i do want to apologize to jungle gyms uh, i feel horrible that we had to uh cancel on them 
as well as the governor restaurant, but we just, we made a call and it was a good call. We changed, uh, we changed the plot, so to speak, as we were filming and it was a, a very good call. And I'm hoping uh, we can film with those other places eventually. Maybe for Go There Eat That. I just uh, I feel bad about it, though. I don't like canceling on people at the last minute. But ultimately, for this show, it's called Stuffed with Renee Paquette, uh, not Stuffed with Brandon Bishop. So she's the boss. And like I said, we're grateful to have her. So when she makes a call, I am 100% in. And we made that call, and I apologized, and they weren't happy. But, you know, that's show business, right? Anyway, um, spent a couple of days roaming around Cincinnati. You know, Cincinnati sucks. <laughs> I think Renee and the places that we got to film are the coolest parts of Cincinnati. I, it's just, here's the thing. I'm on the street corner on Times Square, and I'm not hearing any thumping bass music. I'm not seeing any disrespectful people. This is in New York City, the biggest city in the, one, one of the biggest cities in the world. I don't think Tokyo might be bigger, but maybe Mexico City as well. Anyway. It's freaking New York City, and people are more respectful than they are here in Colorado Springs and definitely in Cincinnati. Cincinnati is just awful. I'm sorry. I just I hate it. I don't even like your chili. Um, I enjoyed filming there. I enjoyed seeing my friend Heather there, I, but I just hated Cincinnati. It's ghetto. It is so ghetto, and not in a, you know, yeah, I'm in ghetto. No, it, this is ghetto. It's just gross to me. I just... And here's another thing. Everything on, I was there on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Everything in Cincinnati on Monday, which was the day off that I gave myself to go out and explore the city, everything is closed. I went to the museums, closed. I went to everything except for the Union Terminal one, which was okay. It was a, it was a cool building. It, it's whatever. There's dinosaurs and stuff in there. I had fun in there. Whatever. Um, Eli Barbecue, fantastic. Like some of the best barbecue I've ever had. I'm trying to think of positive things because everything was closed and I was so pissed. I kept going, oh, look at that. That looks cool. Closed. Oh, look at that. Oh, under construction. Oh, look at that. I was pissed off. I was legitimately pissed off. And then I go to this the big art museum and it says they're open. I go there. They're closed. I'm like, okay, now I'm just losing my freaking cool at this point. I'm driving all over this freaking city and nothing is anywhere near open or just sucks. And then all the thumping bass music and all the freaking arguing and loud people and just drunks. And I'm like, okay, ew. I guess if you're from Cincinnati, that's the character and you're used to it. I'm from Detroit. We have a lot of that there too, but even Detroit's not as bad as Cincinnati. Anyway, went from Cincinnati. Uh, where did I go after Cincinnati? I just went home, took a day and a half to get home. Very uneventful trip. As you'll see on the aside TV life, when you watch that, uh, Cincinnati to Colorado episode, and um, yeah, in Detroit, I got to see my daughter. We got to sing some karaoke together. I just hung out for an evening. That was fun. I love her very much. Can't wait. We're doing a road trip in July together, all up and down Route 66, something I've always wanted to do, and I think we'll be filming a new show called Trippin' with My Dad, which is kind of a focuses on her and me and on a road trip and exciting stuff, really exciting stuff. And I'm hoping this summer I get to spend a lot more time with her and my mom and my son. <laughs> He's going to be in a movie with me called evil tacos. We're going to film it in late July as well. So I, uh, I'm really hoping that, um, he realizes this is a bonding time for us and I'm not going to get back into that, but 
What else? Um, so, yeah, that was the last trip. Uh, this next trip, like I said, I'm going to meet the Bennetts up at their house, stay there for a couple days filming a new episode of the Bennetts. Uh, I think Mike's got a wrestling show on the 29th. I'll be there in Chicago. Then I'm leaving that night to drive overnight to get to Rhode Island, Providence, for the Women's Wrestling Army show, which I'll be filming documentaries about backstage and on stage and understage and who knows where on the stage, in the ring, whatever. Um, so that's really exciting. I'm, I'm happy about doing that. I'm very grateful to Mike and Maria for always thinking of me, and I hope I can add to their new promotion and, uh, you know, put my talents on their roster. That's that's what I want to do. And I, I really want them to succeed. Um, from there, I will leave after the show and drive my ass all the way to Gatlinburg, <laughs> or at least get as far as I can, and pull over, take a nap at a Cracker Barrel, wake up and get back on the road. I'm going to go see Vinny and Luke from Big and Funky Productions, and we're going to go scout those movie locations for Evil Tacos. And that should only take a day. Then I'll head down to... Uh, I haven't heard back from Heath like at all, we're supposed to finish this episode of Heath house that I have in the can since freaking October, dude. Like I only needed 15 minutes from you back then. And I didn't get it. I've been asking for it since, and I didn't get it. So now I have to drive through your area. So maybe I'll be able to stop and pick up those 15 freaking minutes of footage that I need to finish this episode. Yeah. Um, but it'd be great to see him and his family again. Cause they're awesome people. Uh, and then I'm heading down to Jacksonville to hang out with my friend Laura. She's already putting me to work, I guess. Um, after that, heading to um, another place in Florida to film with uh, Aeon Cruz again. And Aeona Cruz, we got a show for each of them. We got a show with Aeon called Scavenger Hunt. It's a brand new show. We're going to do more episodes of Too Sweet that we've been doing forever. And then uh, Lise, we're doing another episode with her in Tampa. And then I'm heading home. I'll probably stop in Dallas to say hi to my buddy Mike. Thinking about stopping down in San Antonio to say hi to Chella at Chella's Taco, Celia. And uh, that's dangerous for me because that's the death of my diet right there if I do. And But, yeah, I'll be home shortly after that. It's a long-ass trip, 6,000 miles, almost two weeks, over two weeks, something like that. Anyway, again, sad, happy, glad, excited. Nervous, angry, not angry. I'm not angry about anything. But there, that's, uh, that's what life is. But hey, I tell you what, it's almost an hour now. I think you've suffered enough of my grumpy brandedness. I have Super Coffee in me. I've been talking to Super Coffee about sponsoring everything that I do, Asai TV, this podcast, the YouTube show, everything. And I'm hoping they get back with me because I'm addicted to super coffee. And at this point, I just work for super coffee. Like, just give me, give me like a case every month and I'll just talk about you. I think that's fair. I think that's really fair. I'm not asking for your money. Just send me products and creamer too. I love the creamer. It's like ice cream. Anyways, I love you guys. I do. I hope you know that. And if anything happens to me on this trip, I hope you listen to this and realize that I have had as, as grumpy as I sound and as sad and depressed and whatever, I've had a wonderful freaking life. I have. I know I'm not giving you an epitaph here because I fully expect everything to go flawlessly like it normally does. But I've had a great life. I've gotten to watch my son become, you know, this, this young man. He's not a man yet. 
He's a young man. He's a good kid. He's got a bright future. I hope he realizes how much I love him and how much, how much I, you know, base my life around him. I'd be living in a van right now, you know. I mean, simple as that. <laughs> and I'm waiting to do that until he's, you know, in the Air Force or whatever the hell he wants to do. And, and kid, just uh, live your life, man. Don't waste it. Yeah, video games are fun. Yes, I play the hell of a lot of them. I still play video games once in a while. But don't waste your life, dude. Start thinking now. You're 15. You're 15. Start thinking about what you want to do next. I love you so much. I hope you know that. I don't know if you'll ever listen to this, but if something does happen to me on the road, then you know these are my last words, right? <laughs> to my daughter, I'm I'm so super blessed, and I never use that word because I'm not a religious guy. But I'm super blessed. To you forgave me. It wasn't my fault, but I still wasn't there. You forgave me for not being there. And now you're letting me be there as much as I can be. Thank you. My daughter, and I've said this before, my daughter's like, you know, we, we just met a few years ago. I could be mad. I could be hurt. I could be angry. I could be downright pissed the fuck off, but I'm not because that doesn't help anything. We have now. We have tomorrow, Hopefully. And um, who gets a second chance like this? Not many of us. It's like I have a, like, like I said, I've said this before. I, I was living in a nice, comfortable house. I didn't need any more room. I didn't need any more anything. I'm perfectly content with where I'm at. And then I move a bookshelf and there's a hidden room. That's <laughs> my daughter. It's like, oh, okay, well, that's cool. I definitely got more, you know, more room now. That's perfect. This is awesome. What a great addition. Then on the side of that, she's got a little son, you know, another little hidden closet. (laughs) I'm like, well, shit. Okay. I guess I do have the capacity to love more. And I didn't think I did, but I do. And she proved it. So thank you. To my mom. My mom is a... She's a success story in my book. I have nothing, nothing but respect. If you, if you knew, if you read her book, and I'm, I've been pushing her and pushing her to write because it's such an inspirational yet horrifying yet common, but I mean common in a way that it happens to so many people, but they never talk about it. But if you looked at where she started and what she went through up until where she's at now, you'd have to give her the biggest high five you've ever given anybody. You'd shake her hand. You'd be like, damn, good job. And I think my mom needs to do that for herself. I know there's mirrors in that house. You need to look in there. And when you do, you'll see them. One of the most beautiful people, not just because she's my mom. Just because she is. She did it. She succeeded. And that's... 
you know, when, it, when it's time to go and, you know, we're all going to get there. You start thinking about stuff like that, you know, when you <laughs> hit your late 40s, you know, early 40s. No, you still got forever. But no, late 40s, you're like, oh, shit. And then after that, it just gets, you know, when, it, when it's your time, you just, you, I imagine you look back and you go, did I do it? My mom can safely say, and I don't know if she will or not, but she she did. Like I said, I talk to her every day. I won't go a day without talking to her. Sometimes two or three times. And it's not because I feel I owe her that. I do it because I want to. I do it because it's one of the best parts of my day. So... If anything ever did happen to me on the road, and I know when I come home safely, and I will in two weeks, whatever, I'll probably be like, "Why did I do? Why did I say any of that stuff? It just sounds stupid." But if anything did happen to me, I just want you to know that I had a good life, and I'm having a good life. Oh, and also I want you to take my ashes. Yes, melt me down. Take my ashes, the carbon in my ashes, to Kilroy's workshop here in Colorado Springs. And I want my son to make a sword out of me. That's just it. Actually, make a bunch of knives. Give one to my mom. Give one to my daughter. Give one to my grandson. Give one to my... He can keep one. Just put me in the mix. You know, stir me up in the hot stuff. Make knives out of me. I think that would be the coolest thing ever. If you want to put some little, you know, B on there, the letter B, whatever, make that the handle. I don't care what you do with it. Just keep the knives, pass them down. This was your grandpa. That's the coolest thing. Don't put me in the ground. I don't want to be in the ground with the bugs. Don't scatter my ashes somewhere. Do something fun with them. Don't turn me into a necklace or plant a tree with me or any of that stuff. Just, I want to be knives or a sword or whatever you want to make. Something cool at Kilroy's. Okay, put him up to it. Talk to uh, talk to my buddy Ron up there. He's awesome. Nothing's going to happen to me, though. I'm pretty smart. I'm a good driver, too. But I've had a great life. I really did. I'm looking back right now. Like, I'm not dying, but I'm looking back. I'm like, wow, I've done everything I've wanted to do. And now, from this point on, that's when I start setting up the future, setting up a life for my kids, taking care of everybody that's always taking care of me, paying back my debts, personal and financial. I'm excited about life right now. The people I get to work with, the things I get to see, the business that I have is growing and growing and growing. The new businesses are crazy. What an exciting time. So I'm sorry if I was negative and a little pissy today. and But sometimes you got to get that out, and this is how I do it. I don't do that. I don't do this. I don't yell at my kids. I don't kick my cat around. I don't have a, you know, I'm not a combative person. I'm very, very, very chill, as the kids say. But I appreciate all of you for listening. I really do. Our numbers are still good. The last episode did really good. I probably lose a few because you probably thought I stopped doing it, but 
I'm uh, on the road, man. This is how I make a living. I have to get you know these shows filmed, and I have to put them on, put them together, and then hope that you subscribe and watch them. But the big launch for uh, the relaunch for Asai TV 2.0 is happening in um, the middle of June. That's the date I was given. It's out of my hands, but um, I'm excited about that. It's just going to make us grow, grow, grow. So anyways, thank you for listening to the Brandon Bishop Podcast. I am Brandon Bishop, and I'll be back in a couple weeks. I'm not exactly sure when, but as soon as I get back, I'm sure I'll have a whole lot of stories to tell you. And I love you people. Take care of each other. Be respectful. Don't be an asshole. Bye.